Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today, uh, Lead Pastor Brad Livingston. Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast and we had a great sunday yep this past week and uh man a good time and pastor dan uh started off our new series uh part one of authentic flourishing is the name of our new series and uh did a great job as always yeah i uh, did a a great job i love it you know i love it when the congregation uh, uh gets to see pastor dan and gets to hear from him and you know that's a it's always a great thing founding pastor oh, of yeah. transformation church so it's it's always a good thing he did a great job and uh especially it's always man i don't it, it's always hard to talk about giving like mm-hmm. uh, you know you it, to talk about giving from a biblical perspective and just like a commitment perspective but if you're going to do it you have to do it well um and you have to do it from the perspective of not give me, give me, give me. So it's not like the pastor or whoever's talking saying, you, you need to give, you need to give, you need to give uh, because we need you to give. You know, I grew up in church and I grew up in environments. So we really need your money. We really need your money. We really need your money. And it's like, you know, that's not the approach to any of the stuff that we're doing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a much different approach. So it's helpful. Well, um, and the problem is, the problem runs into you run into is when you're at, a church that reaches people that don't go to church. Right. You know that's something that it's people... It's a stigma. People that don't go to church, that's one of the things they fear is going to happen at church. Is they're, they're all about our wanting, you know, they're asking right, for money. Right, right, So, you know, if you had the same, if you had the same 30 people every week, you know, one of them kind of churches, your people, it's one thing to get up and talk about giving. But when you know there's people going to be in the room, that that's on their on their mind in a sense. Right. It becomes this little delicate situation because you still have to teach on it. Right, it doesn't exactly. give you permission not to t- teach about it as a as a church, you know, or right. or whatever. It's just, man, you really got to be uh, pay attention to the approach, like you said, because the last thing you want is someone who hadn't been to church in fifteen or twenty years or something, and then they finally get up early and come walk through the door, and then it's like, yeah, we're gonna talk about giving today. Yeah, exactly, and I and, and I think it's one of those things too, like. Uh, like you said, you can't shy away from it. It is important. You know, it is something that we, that we talk about it. It's just a, it's the perspective. It's, it's how you're going to talk about it. It's how you're going to approach it. So to, were you, so how long have you been saved, Justin? I'm going to say it's about 11 years. 11 years. I tried to witness to Justin when we were younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to, I used to tell, I, when we used to go to the skating rink back in the day. Shout, shout out, shout out Dreamland. Dreamland. Uh, and uh, we used to go to the skating rink back in the day, and I would go, I would go up to Justin, be like, "Hey, man, why don't you, uh, why don't you come to church this Sunday?" He'd be like, "I'm good, I'm Catholic." <laughs> yeah, not not to diss the Catholics that may be listening, right. but, but uh, nonetheless, like, no, I didn't good, feel I needed to go to church because I was Catholic. <laughs> and if you are Catholic, listen to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, let's it's not, not front. A jab yeah, like if not, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't go either. You know, <laughs> if you're Catholic and listen to this, you don't go either. Let's be 
real. <laughs> just just kidding. But uh, kind of, you know. It's kind so. of the truth. Um, yeah, no. like <clears throat> I actually do remember that, you know. Yeah. What's funny is, like, looking back, well, you weren't known as the – like, I didn't know you as a church kid anyway. Right, right, right. So, it, you know, it's almost like, why is he even asking? Like, why why is he right. going to church? Right. When you, you know? looked at – when you – well, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Because I was making questionable decisions in those yeah, days. And, and I, if I'm not mistaken, and you may – can correct me i think that was later on when you would act like when we would run into yeah, each yeah, other yeah. It was, like I, after i we probably it may not even be skating rink after that like yeah, run that. into you out and about after i started driving and kind of we stopped going to skating rink every friday night right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no that that's that's pretty true like it, it was it was a little later on uh from that respect i mean yeah. it was it was um such a crazy time crazy those were those were good days they were the skating rink was fun i don't know what these kids are doing now but they're not skating they're sitting on their phones that's what they're doing that's terrible friday night they all get together in one bedroom and they listen to music while they all stare at their phones and snapchat each other inside the same room i uh i um i remember hanging out with tommy more than you yeah your brother tommy yeah i was i was mean like uh my circle particularly in the skating rink like my circle was much different than yeah well what's cool about skating that these kids don't have now is you had all the everyone had friends from all the other schools because right. you became friends at the skating rink but they may have went to pine forest or, or you know you went to Tate, they went to pine or whatever yeah you know where normally that didn't happen you're friends with the kids from your school or whatever so that was kind of cool so a lot of your, your a lot of your close friends and close circles i knew them and yeah, i considered them to be friends of mine yeah, we were all the skating or whatever or, or just even from the skating rink yeah, but yeah, yeah, i just yeah. didn't hang out with them as as much you know right. but like i remember i remember hanging out with tommy at the skating rink even way more than you, you tommy was around like me and tyler and like nick Britton, all these guys uh, yeah. a, a little more than i, I guess yeah. your group was well he was Wearing loafers and polo shirts. He was a little more preppy like he, he was a little preppy like you guys. Yeah. I was yeah. that was not yeah, my that, category that at all. Yeah, we were a little more of the preppy kids. Uh, Jordans yeah. and Fubu was Fubu. Just for any listeners that uh, know exactly what that is, that was more my attire. Do you remember when everyone started wearing like those wind pants to the skating rink? I was a part of that. Me yeah, too. Yes. I, then I then you found the white ones? Yes. Brian were, had like 50 <laughs> pair of the white yeah. ones. But they had like netting on the inside so you sweat so bad wearing those. I don't Do you remember, remember that. No. Dude, yeah, they had like then, netting Then they on had the, the ones that would zip off or snap all the way down. Like yep. snap, not zip, snap all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. So many people got Why did we need those? pants to the skating rink. Yeah, man, those were that. fun days. The skating rink was fun. Yeah. I not, hope, not that dream- any of that has anything to do with what we're talking about. I was living the abundant life <laughs> at Dreamland. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, it was Remember a good the time. pizza? The pizza. I'm pretty sure. Signature, signature Dreamland Skate Center pizza. Like, yeah. it was, I mean, it wasn't great, but when you were a kid at the skating rink, it was good. Yeah, it. I, I'm pretty sure it was like Sam's Club pizza. Uh, something. Yeah, it was terrible. So, so listen to this. I told Tommy, speaking of Tommy, I told him Sunday or Saturday night uh, at small group, but um, somebody was posting like Thursday or Friday on Facebook. Someone found their old skate. It was Joseph Martinez. I don't know if you know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I guess he posted a bit, found his old, one of his old, his old quads, his skate. He's like, oh my God, look what I found. It was tagging a bunch of people in it. You know, so like everybody, Todd Phillips, everybody's like comment, Jimbo, everybody's yeah, commenting yeah, yeah. on this picture. Like JC, everybody's like, man, we need to go skating all this stuff. And I was like, hey, set it up. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. So Bro, if I fall what, now versus 
me me falling at 13 and me falling at 31 is two completely different things. Yeah, the numbers are flopped. And, and so has the weight <laughs> ratio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, anyways, Golly, that's all fun. that to say. Uh, I was abund- abundant. I was, I was flourishing authentically. We took those six minutes to tell you. Uh, what I was getting at is, uh, do you remember... So when you got saved, did you automatically just start tithing? Like, was it just nah, something you just did? No, 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 no. Okay, so do you remember? Was yeah. there a moment that yeah. that kind of changed for you? Do you remember? That? I don't. I don't know if there was a moment. I remember thinking. I remember it being the thing I had the hardest time wrapping my head around. Like, I don't remember the moment that I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to do this. I think it was like slowly got to be like giving more and more. Like, here's a five, you know, in the in the plate, and then it was like. Let me do this a little more consistent or a little more, you know, what mm-hmm. they're talking about, ten percent or whatever. But um, so did yeah. you? Did you guys always have plates or were they buckets? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember at the little church we were at. I don't know that they were buckets, and I don't remember that they were plates. It might have been like those bags, you know. Bro, I was gonna say you remember the it had like a a bicycle, a wooden bicycle handlebar thing on each side, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was a like a <laughs> like, a cloth bag. <laughs> it's a cloth bag. I was gonna say something else, but no, no, we had those. <laughs> Yeah. The last church I was at, you yeah, know, so, like, but I don't, I don't remember anyways. at the first church. I don't, that I, that I got anyways, saved. I don't, I don't, all my, all those people that have been saved for a while are going to remember the cloth bags with the handles on each yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, go ahead. So, so I don't remember. I, I do remember it being like the thing I had the hardest time grasping. My thought process was, well, well number one, and, then, and, and I teach this when I teach growth track, when we get to the giving part, because understanding that in a church like ours where we have where we reach people that are unchurched or dechurched that you come into a church and we start talking about giving you know for someone to just automatically i'm saved now 10% of everything i make is going to go to the to the church and i say in quotes to the church it's really we're obviously we're giving it to god but um that's a humongous shift in even budget for for most people right so you know, I, right. and I try to address that in our new member class. Like, like we we get that. So what I because rec- sometimes people ask questions like I can't tie, I cannot do that. Like, the 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 math doesn't work. Like, I know how much I make and I know what my bills are. You know, but I want to do what God says. I just they're so new to the faith or whatever. It's like, you know, I kind of what I did, and I I I don't I don't know that I can scripturally back this up but it's the commitment like commit don't not do anything because you can't do 10 percent. if you can do one percent do one percent say you're going to do it for two months and consistently do it do it in prayer make the commitment to the lord make the commitment to yourself and to your budget and do one percent for two months then step it up and do the same thing. Before you know it, you'll be at 10%. You you got to get the heart right. You got to get the heart in a place of giving and right. understanding this it belongs to God. So, and, and then you got to get your budget along the way. For some people to just automatically swap, you know, flip and say, okay, I got to give 10% to the, like that takes some significant changes in everything else you do. You may have kids in daycare. You got growth, like bill, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're a single mom. Like how are you supposed to do that? So um, it's, I think the commitment means a lot. Commit to something and work your way towards ten percent. Now, some people may think I'm maybe want to send this email. That sounds like I, I can't scripturally back that up. That's what you should do. I just, from a practicality standpoint, of someone that's new to the faith, and I, I believe y'all when you say that we should give, that God wants us to give ten percent. I just can't. So, what do I do? 
I think that's a practical thing they can do to work towards. Yeah, it. no, no, that's a that's a great point, you know. And I, I usually tell people a lot too, like, you know, it's like what, you know, first of all, yeah, giving. Number one, it's always gonna be faith. It's it's always gonna be a faith step. None of this. There's not anything in the Bible that God asks us to do that you're just like, yeah, no problem, easy, piece of cake. Yeah. Like there's, it always takes a little bit of like, Ooh, all right. That, that's going to take a, a shift. That's going to take a change or that's going to be a little harder. That's gonna, it, almost all of them are that way. Um, and this is no different. I agree with you. I, I tell people, I'm like, start with something, start, something. start with something and, and well, make it slightly more than you think you can handle. Don't, don't, you know what I mean? Make it, you know, just make it a faith step and we'll let God meet you. Cause he will yeah. but let God meet you. And you know, like, for some people, this was the situation I was in is I felt like if I'm, I worked hard for the money I had and if I'm going to give it to something, I want to have say in how it's used. Fair enough. You know what I mean? That yeah. was my thought process right. at that point as someone who was completely, you know, no church background other than once a year Catholic mass. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I'm good. I Catholic. felt like if I felt like and we were a small church, you know, we were like a 50, 50 on a, a 50 on a good, 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 good Sunday. You know, right. um, if you counted every baby, you know, and, and everything like there was fi- and the girl that's pregnant is count twice. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Right, right. So um, but cool little church back then when I was in it. But I felt like I work hard for this. If I'm going to give it, I want to know how it's being spent. Right. Like, I wanted to get involved. Like I want to, do y'all have a business meeting? Like I just wanted to show up at a board meeting, even I'm not on the board. Like I want to know, <laughs> are, are you guys good financial stewards, you know? And which also goes back to talking about growth checker, our member, uh, our new member class It's kind of, it talks about some, we, we talk about some of that of how we're structured because yep. if someone's going to give their time, their finances and, and their, and, and all these things into their, a local church, that they, they want to know that it's in good hands, you know? Sure. So we yeah. kind of, we try to talk about that because I remember being in that position. Like, you know, I know the pastor drives a really nice car. That's what was my thought. And he did drive a really nice, like Ford expedition. Really right. nice. Right. Now that doesn't, <laughs> I, I was assuming that the church, like every dime that the church brought in, they were giving to him or something. And he blew it on a car. Uh, <laughs> right. Forgetting the May fact not that have been the case, yeah, but, forgetting yeah. the fact that his wife had a job and all uh, these things, sure. like, you, you know what I mean? But it's like, so I had a hard time and then I started, I don't remember the, you know, the moment that actually started, but I was tithing and have been ever since. And, and then I saw, I saw that it wasn't too long after that, a couple of years, if that, you know, I got laid off from a job. I had a good job and got laid off and I was like free. I got real scared. You know, I had unemployment eventually kicked in, but at some point, you know, the, I was at the max of unemployment. It wasn't enough. You know, I was right. like maxed out of whatever they give. And I was like, well, I got my rent. I have a car payment and you built, you know, all these things. I was like, that's when I, I didn't know what to do now. And I went a year without working, working like another job that replaced that income. Um, and I, in that time, I mean, I could have went and got a job like at McDonald's or something. Um, I didn't, but I was, I was, I had unemployment coming in and I was looking for work and all these, but I, I spent a lot of time at the church. I was serving a lot during the day. I'd go up right, there and help right, out, right. like help out the, whatever the pastors needed or whatever, you yeah. know? Um, but in that, not only did like my car not get repossessed, or, I paid my car off in the year, in the year I wasn't working. Wow. Like, and I, and I believe, I believe a lot of that had to do with my time. And I even tithed off what I did come in, even off unemployment. But in that, like, I still had a place to live. I paid my car off. I mean, obviously I was at, like, I didn't pay it off necessarily early, but I did pay it off, you know? Um, Yeah. So I think that that was part of like the Lord 
taking care of me. Yeah. It's one of those, one of those testimonies that you hear people talk about when it comes to tithing, you know, the blessing and all these things that we talk about right, right, that's right, right, tied right. to, yeah. to tied to giving. I believe I saw that. So, um, I enjoy tithing now just because I believe it's what we should be doing. Um, and I'm at a, you get to a place where you do it so long, you don't miss it. And I set mine up, you know, I'm one of those new, new school, young Thundercats, young young whippersnapper millennials. You know, I do set mine up as reoccurring giving and it just automatically comes out every Friday. Right. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, I have no qualms. It's I have no qualms about that. Sure. Um, So. Sounds um, like the right word. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Things (laughs) white people say. Qualms. (laughs) No, I have no qualms about that, and I I give every week, and uh, I really like it, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's my. Uh, I don't. I forgot the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I was just asking if you knew when you kind of when you started tithing, like if you if you you know if you knew it, like when about it that probably was took me. At, I was into church regularly a good year. Yeah. Before I, they were starting to see some of my money. Yeah, because it's it, it's a hard thing. That's why I tell people, you know, it's a hard thing to grab. I, I really appreciate, you know, Pastor as he kind of breaks down some of the analogy where he's, he's because when we think of tithing or when we just think of giving, so let's not talk about tithing. Let's just talk about giving in general. We, you know, when we think about giving, we don't ever think about, we don't think of it as an investment. We think of it as a gift. So I'm giving to the church. Like I'm just going to give. And when we when we lose track of the idea and, and the the fact that it is an investment, you're investing into someone who is God. So you're investing into the kingdom of God of which the bank account never gets empty no matter how bad the economy may be. Like you so you're investing into something that always 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 has a return. It always has a return. Um, and so as you do that, and as you, as you give to that, when you see it as an investment and not a gift, it changes your perspective a little bit. No, that's hard. I get it. It's hard. It's hard. And so many people think they're giving to the church. Right. You know, and we even have leaders and, and there's a guy in our church. He's a friend of ours and he's one of our leaders, but he'll, he'll always tell me, I got to pay my tithes. Like I hate hearing that. I hate that. You know, that's just a, because we're not paying our tithes, right, 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 you know, right, but right. I get, I know that's just common, like vernacular. Sure. I get it. And he doesn't mean anything by it. He ties every week, right, right, you know, right. but it's like, it's like, we're not paying our tithes yeah. and it definitely, it's not to the church. It's through the church. You're giving your tithes to the Lord. Right. You just do it through the local church that you're a part of. Correct. You know, so it's not to the church, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as I've been in full-time ministry the idea that as pastors, we kind of live in this fishbowl, you know, I hate mm-hmm. that. I hate that part of ministry personally. Sure. Yeah. Um, cause I remember like I have this car, like I don't drive a fan. I drive a 2015 Chevy Malibu. Right. Right. It's not, it's not like, yeah, not driving a Jag or Rolls Royce. Not or, even close. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a, that's a nice car. It's an eco boost or something. It is. It is a good, good, good gas. Motor. I like the little car, but it's, it, it's, it's only a couple years old, right? Like it's a 2015 right. Chevy Malibu. When I got that, a couple of years ago that went through my head are people in the church going to think I'm making too much money or that they're, you know, P- pastor Justin got a new car. Must yep. be nice. Must I be can nice. barely get my bills paid. He's got a, like that went through my head. And then yeah, I was right, like, right, you know, right. I don't, I, I, when I needed the new car, like my car was jacked, jacked up. The one I had, had no AC running. AC oh, broke. No, time to go. In Florida. Like it was, it was May getting warm. I was like, uh, uh-uh. yeah. Um, and it was gonna cost like, a lot of money. So anyways, but that went through my head and that's the part I hate, but I, I, 
I get it. Like I told, I be, I get it. I sure. hate it, but sure. I get it yeah. because which is why I, I wouldn't pull up in a BMW. Wouldn't do it. Right. Even right, if right. I could afford it because on my own, I had money from a second job or something. Right. Wouldn't right, right, do right. it. Uh, and I think that's dumb too, that I can't get something I maybe would like, even if I could afford it, that the church salary didn't pay for or something. Right. right but right. I, I do get it. And that's what I signed up for when I said I want to be in full-time ministry and I'm calling sure. it full-time ministry. So I'm cool with it. But because I, th- I think we have to steward money properly. And, th- and that's what, again, going back to our new member class, I try to talk about that. Like we talk about how we try to be a stickler for expenses. And when people, w- when our staff, you know, puts in requests for their departments for stuff, it's like, do we really need this? Because we try to steward the money of everyone, everyone who ties. You know, I know families in our church. We know them. They're making ends meet. And for them to give is a miracle in and of itself. And it's awesome that they do. I want to make sure when we as the church spend money, we're spending it properly and not just spending it because it sounds like a good idea. Let's buy this a piece of equipment or this thing. And sure, sure. You know, yeah, so absolutely. I think it's important that we steward the money right because not only do they tithe to the church, so do I. Right, right. <laughs> well, right. I tithe Same. as well. You know, Same. so it's like I, we have to we have to steward it well. So it's like that's one of those things. It's just like, but we're not giving to the church. To the church, to our church, right? We're giving to the Lord, right? Exactly, and and that's what I, I think. You know, it's helpful to kind of get a grasp on with some of this stuff. Is like but, that you're giving, you're giving to the King, you're giving to the Lord, you're giving, you know. Yeah, and and Pastor Dan, this Sunday, like if you're listening to the follow up podcast, but haven't listened to the the sermon, go listen to that as well. That was a great, that was a good message on giving. Yeah, without it being on giving. Right. Even though it was. Even though giving. it was, but it wasn't, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was good. That was a good message on, on, on giving. Yeah. Because, you know, even, you know, with, with Pastor Dan and even like talking about the giving and, and how he went into the message, you know, he, he did, in my opinion, a great job at painting the picture that you are, that God's desire for all of us is that we would fulfill a greater purpose than ourself our own life, you know, all these things like God's desires that, that this purpose that he has put on each one of us, each one of us have a purpose and a unique calling and everything he wants to do. And when he gives us supernatural provision, whether that's a new job or a raise or finances in general, like, man, when he gives us that, he's giving us that so that we can fulfill the purpose that he called us to with it. So, for example, what, you know, like for the longest time I was on the worship team and I, I mean, up until last year. So from when I was 14 years old till I was 30, so 16 years at the time, over half of my life was spent on the worship team. People will never know how much money I've put into that ministry myself. Yeah. Out, above my tithe, like the drum set that's on the platform right now, I bought it. The microphones that they're using, I bought them. The symbols that I bought them. Like I, like when I, you say you bought, like that's what people don't get. Like if you come to Transformation Church and you see our drums, you personally paid for I all. I personally that. paid right. for all. You of those. you personally own that. Yeah, half the guitars that we use on the platform, those I personally bought all of those. Now I'm not doing that for accolades. I'm I'm getting to something with that. Yeah. The reason Ashley and I live such a blessed life, and it's not just through the church. Her job, it takes care of us extremely well. The companies that I've started and sold over the years, all the income that I've gotten from being able to to play drums out in the world and, and be able to play music out and about and, and be able to start companies for graphic design, all these things that I've done over the last 15 years, I believe all of them were blessed 
not because I paid my tithe, or not just because I paid my tithes. I believe all of them were blessed because when the Lord gave me more resources, I kept, sure, did we buy a house? Yes. Did we, you know, do, do Ashley and I drive decent cars? Yeah. I mean, I drive a 2008 Toyota Tundra. Is it nice? Yes, it is. But like, it's not a 2018 it's eight years old. Escalade. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not 10 years old. Yeah. And so, but all that to say, like, we, sure, we spent a few, a few things on ourselves too. Like, you know, we like to have fun. We travel a little bit whenever we can. So we've done that. But the Lord, we always showed ourselves faithful to give back to the church, not just our tithe. It was, it was about God gave me a purpose and it was to minister and, and to number one, present worship to him, but also to lead a congregation. And how could we do that better? Well, he gave me a purpose, which was to, to make our worship team better at the time, which meant for me to spend money and make sure that we had everything we needed. And therefore the provision that was coming into my life was elevated because I was using the elevated provision, i.e. by the finances that were coming into my life, to fulfill the greater purpose that was on my life. And so as long as I have continued to fulfill the greater purpose, listen, bro, I was a student pastor when there was no budget. Like, you know, what's the budget for the year for student ministry? However much you spend is, <laughs> is what the budget is. And it's all out of your own personal bank account. Like, so we did that, you know, like we spent all like for Student ministry, my whole, when I was in student ministry, like me and Ashley funded that whole thing. But the Lord kept bringing in supernatural provision because we kept using it to fulfill his right. supernatural purpose. Exactly. And people oftentimes, uh, they, they want to know like how, man, those people are so blessed by God. It's because they use the blessing that they have to be a blessing or to, to fulfill the greater purpose. They look for every opportunity to give. And because they keep giving, not just yet, yes, their tithe and maybe something to they're offering to the church. But a, I'm, I'm talking, we're talking way beyond that. We're talking about they live their life in such a way that whenever the Lord says now and he snaps his fingers, they can say, I want to be a part of that. I want to give to that. Mm-hmm. I, I want, our, I want our, our worship ministry to have a better drum set. I, I'm going to buy it and we're just going to like all of those things because the provision lines up with the purpose. Mm-hmm. And so when he gives you more provision, you become, it gives you a better opportunity to be even more influential with your purpose. But when God gives you provision, but you don't connect that provision to your purpose, that's when your bank account starts running dry. That's when you start living paycheck to paycheck and you can't, you don't know how you're going to make like whenever we only see our own life and how we're going to make it through, we never see the greater purpose. And when we don't connect it to, we constantly walk like that, you know? Um, And so it's all about connecting what God's giving you to what he wants you to do with it. And you say, yeah, but if I do that, there's no way we'll be able to make it. Like, listen, God put the stars and the moon in place. He can drop a $10,000 check in your mailbox. He can pay your car off and you never knew how it happened. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> I am a kid. Like, I, um, you know I'm what I'm saying? saying? I, I received that. Well, and that's the thing. And, and I think that's, let me also say this. That doesn't mean that any of those things are going to happen. Nah. What it does mean is you'll never be in a position where you'll get sunk. God, God won't let you, God will sleep through your storm, but he'll never let the ship go down in the storm. 
In other words, you may still experience situations where you're like, God, I don't know how you're going to pull me through this one. God, I don't know how we're going to get through this. Like, God, I gave my tithe and we gave an offering or whatever this, this week or this month and things are looking tight. I don't know how you're going to do it. What I'm telling you is he'll always do it. I'm not telling you that you're always going to have your car paid off every week or you're always, I'm just telling you, he's never going to let you down. Um, and as long as you continue to, you know, give what he asks, you know, for, for me and Ashley, we've always been 15 percenters because I think my dad was raised that way. Pastor Danny even mentioned that Sunday, you know, 10% tithe, 5% offering. So we've, we've kind of always operated that way for the most part too. Um, so we just walk in that, we walk blessed constantly. Well, and, and the Lord knows too, like for some people, for some of us, I think if he, he knows us. If he paid our car off, we're going to go trade we'll go it in and get a new car, car and have a payment again <laughs> right, right, right. when that really wasn't the plan. Right. <laughs> the plan was to pay it off so the money you were spending on your car payment, now you can bless people with or something. Right. More and, provision for the purpose. Right, but we right. would take that. Now that's paid off, now, I ha- now I'm not upside down so I can yeah. go get the other car I've been looking at. And get and a I second ha- car. Yeah, as I could. Yeah. Or a boat or a so, jet ski yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. the Lord knows us too. So sometimes... Sometimes I think that's why he doesn't do that stuff. Yeah, like, and we're, I'm not bashing people with boats or jet skis or whatever. More on you, you know. No, like if you got one of those, hit us up on email we'll, because we'll we need to come on yeah, that. Because we'll, we'll, listen, <laughs> it is impossible to be sad on a jet ski. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, you talked about that before. No, it's I've never impossible. seen someone frown on a jet ski. Never. <laughs> Them things is fun. Like, <laughs> so if you have one, we'll go on it with you. Don't worry. We'll, yeah. we'll let you get your money's worth. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like it's, it's, that's the whole thing. Like that's the, the idea behind what we're talking about is if you have it, I'm not bashing people that have boats and jet skis, like nah, more, more, more on you, you know, um, you can afford it because some people if you can afford it. If you can afford it. Yeah. 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 Don't go in debt over it. Like don't, you know, don't, don't lose your house because of your boat, nah. you know, or, or whatever. But all that to say is when God gives you provision, use it to fulfill your purpose you know i have friends that have boats and jet skis and they can't they take people from the church out all the time and that's how they use fellowship you know it's like almost like a small group type thing. like they love doing that and it's like man they're 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 fulfilling a, a purpose but when you if you were to sit down and talk to them about how they give not just to our church but just to everything you know, $10,000 to disaster relief after Hurricane Michael, like just cut the check, go. Like that's just the way they live their life. So of course they're blessed because even though they have nice things, they use the provision to fulfill the purpose. And my question for listeners out there today is how are you using your provision to fulfill your purpose? How are, how are you making a difference by giving? Uh, and if you're not, my encouragement to you is to number one, make the commitment to start, make the commitment to start. Like I'm, I'm going to start giving now. Now what I'll also tell you as pastor and I, I as a lead pastor, I know this pastor is the same way as a founding pastor. pastor. Justin is the, as the executive pastor, we'll never tell you what to give. You know, we, we'll, we'll talk about percentages, you know, tie this 10%, or, you know, and we'll give you examples of how we've lived our life and how we remain blessed and we percentages that we live by. I mean, we do all those things, but we'll never tell you, you have to give $500 today. And I've been in church services where they did that, but <laughs> we will never do that. Nah, bro. You know, we'll, we'll never get up and tell you what to give. We'll always tell you that when you ask God what you should give and he'll always let you know what you should give. And if you feel like you haven't gotten an answer, then give what he's already told all of us to give 
um, you know, that 10%. And then like Pastor Justin said earlier, like if it's, if that's, you know, you're like, man, I just, I'm, I'm not there yet. Then give what you can give what you can and give a, just a smidge more than what you think you can and watch God come through for you so that next time when you ask the question again, you'll know you can give a little bit more because you know, he'll take care of you in even a bigger way. Um, and, and honestly, all of that, it's not about us. Like, it's not, you know, we're not saying this so that the church gets more money. I, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about you living a life, like an abundant life, a flourishing life. But I don't know about oh. you. I've lived, like Pastor Jess was in my, like you were talking about earlier, man. Like, so you've lived on limited income, you know, unemployment, doing all that, hoping for the best. Yeah. I, I've lived in that situation too. And I, then I've also lived like in a flourishing an abundant flourishing oh, yeah. definitely i'll take the abundant flourishing all day every day and so how do we do that well you do that by being faithful with what he's giving you now because the bible says if if you know if you'll be faithful with the little he'll make you rule you know make you rule over much so yeah and and it's one of those things i don't know if it's worth talking about maybe it is maybe it's getting a little too you know but the church you know, churches are the only organizations like we, the only money that we have as a church to operate off of. And when I say operate, I mean, everything is from people, people tithing, right. And giving to our organization. We don't, we don't sell product and all that stuff. Right. So I've even, I've been in situations on church staffs where I had meetings with people and stuff. And they're like, you know, I, the, the church doesn't do it. I wish the church was doing more out in the community and how come we're not giving to this? And then like, I kind of pull up their giving. It's like, you don't, you don't give heat. Like you attend here and you don't give and you want us to give. Like we, I would love to, as a church, we want to do, we would love to give more. We, you know, and it's just like, it's all contingent. That's why I love, you know, what pastor Chris Hodges talks about is like, our job is as leaders and staff is like, is cast vision. You know, and it's up to the people, that vision gap, you know, it's like, you know, we want to, we want to help, we want to, we want to stop abortions in our city. There's an, there's an abortion, uh, not an abortion, there's a, what's that place? Safe Harbor. Safe Harbor. The Safe Harbor, right? The, like the, the hospital where women can go who are choosing not to get abortions and can choose life. And need help. Yeah. Right. Well, it costs like $1,500 per woman to go in. Like, so the, you know, you could, you could look at that and say it, it costs $1,500 to save a, to save a life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like to end abortions in our city, we can go pull data from somewhere. How many abortions happen in our city sure. and how much money is that going to cost? And, you know, so, and then like, here's the vision. Here's the, here's what we need. We need, yeah. we need this. And then that's the gap. And it's up to the people to, well, to yeah. meet that, you know, and then like, I add on top of that, like, so it's not just preventing the person that is pregnant from getting, you know, not preventing from getting pregnant, but trying to talk them about another alternative option to an abortion. Uh, in regards to helping take care of the child. So the, the, there's that option. But then we also got to do something about helping young women and young men not getting themselves in the position of having to have a That's baby right. to start with. So then we got to use even more resources to get into these communities right. to educate them. Like, Which is why, you know, so it, it's up to us as the people of, of the church. It's up to us as the church, right? Right. But to, to do our part and give and, and so the church as can be a blessing, you know, and, and it, it, that's why it's important as churches like we, like we have is we have things in place in our bylaws when, you know, like 
we can't we cannot take 80 percent of our income and give it as payroll to the staff and our pastors right can't do it right can't do it not Uh, right we cannot do so we we keep our you know payroll at a percentage you know we keep our operation expenses at a percentage you know all these things to make sure that everything that does come in isn't going just to like operational costs. It goes back to like we had the conversation last week, meaning or someone talking like the Red Cross or some of these where yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. you know the like five cents every dollar go actually goes to to do yeah ninety percent of your donations go to the CEO's four hundred thousand dollar year salary or whatever. Well, or not even just his salary, but it goes but just, to the I mean, like to, the, uh, to the overhead that the, sure. the the organization has grown that they have so much overhead that it costs so much to run. You know, we just we try to put things in place where we we are not in that. So, you know, we we just gave to uh, the secret place, which is new here in town. It's helping uh, women get out of sex trafficking. Five hundred thousand dollars a year, by the way. American huh? Red Cross CEO makes half a million dollars. Oh, a year. thank you, Internet. Um, so yeah, but it's like, in order to do that, it's up to us. And I think sometimes people think like the church, like transformation church has this big bank account and we decide that some, some days we're not going to, we're not going to give to that cause today. And, uh, and, and it's, and we're still asking for everyone to give and give. And it's like, nah, like we, we can give to those causes because we give. Right. Exactly. And, and it's a, it's we, it's It's not y'all. No, it's we. We don't send on the platform and say, we want y'all to do this no, thing. I tie like, every week, bro. We get paid from the church and we turn around and give some back. <laughs> well, to God, but you know what I'm saying? Through the church. No, like, yeah, but we tie, I, we, I tie every week just like we we tell everyone else that the God's, God's asking uh, all of us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and, and but, because we believe in it. But yeah. go ahead. No, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, but it, you know, it, we believe in it. Like we believe, like, so we it tie, works, bro. We turn around, we tithe back to the church, like, uh, you know, whatever we were. We, you know whatever our percentages are we, you know why because it matters like it 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 works and we continue to walk in supernatural provision because we continue to connect our provision to our purpose like you know i i loved the way pastor dan painted that picture and then the great the great part about that is this idea that you're connected to someone who literally owns and created everything so if you're going to be blessed by someone, like I think about like my grandfather, you know, so, um, you know, I think about my grandfather, he used to give us, you know, they would send us a card my grandparents, they used to send us a card on our birthday and it had $20 in it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but at no point did I ever think like, man, my grandparents are just so rich. Like they they just have all this money and they have all like that, ne- that thought never crossed my mind. Um, and so whenever they sent us something, I was like, oh, wow, like that's a, that's a big deal for them. Yeah. But could you imagine getting that from someone who literally just owns everything, like being connected in that way to, to God who owns, like he created the whole world. Like he put the gold in the ground, just like pastor talked about, like, man, he, everything is his. So if you're going to be connected to someone and they're going to dictate how blessed you are, I would so like, please connect me to the source who created everything with words and can definitely like not just handle my situations when it's, when it's bad. Cause even though you're blessed, you may walk down some tough roads financially, but he'll still pull you out. But then you also get to live this amazing abundant life in other times where you're not only are you not pinching pennies, you get to just give it away and give it away and give it away. And the fact remains, like, it's all perspective too, you know, how blessed we are. And I don't remember the number, but I read last week that if you make more than like $18,000 a year or whatever the number is, it's really low. 
You're in the top 1% of people on the planet. Like we hear about the 1% here in our country that are these super rich and they are. Right. But if you make like 20 grand a year or more, you're in the top 1% of people on the planet. Like we're Insane. blessed, bro. Like I'm blessed whether the Lord pays my car off or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you put it in a perspective like that, like what are we whining about sometimes? Well, well, yeah. Like, yeah, Absolutely. But it is, I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the thing, you know, is, uh, again, you know, and I've said this multiple times, you know, uh, when you give and the Lord blesses you, I'm not promising you a, a yacht tomorrow or not promising you're going to get a new Mercedes. That's not what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, uh, and I'm not downing anyone that has those things. What I'm saying is when you commit to say, you know what, God, when you, I'm going to give you, maybe you're going to start off with your tithe. Maybe the next step for you is, God, I'm going to start off by giving you my tithe, and I'm going to trust that you're going to not only take care of me in my time of need, but that you're going to t- see my heart in what I'm giving today, and you're going to bless m- my life. You're going to bless my family financially so that when you do, I'm committing to give you give you, and give the kingdom even more. And maybe that looks like helping out Hurricane Michael victims after the uh, or relief efforts, or maybe that looks like you know, helping out, uh, helping financially with the secret place that we support, um, and trying to continue to get human trafficking ended in our city. Maybe, uh, your giving is going to help build houses in Peru. Maybe that's just something the Lord's pulling on your heart. These families that are living in cardboard shacks, and you're going to help fund a house so that we can actually build them a house over in Lima, Peru, where there's over half a million orphans, uh, in Lima, Peru alone, some living in garbage dumps. So maybe that's where you're, you're, you're telling God, you know, I'm going to give this. And as you bless me back, what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to to doing more with the provision that you give. I'm going to become greater with my purpose. Uh, and as you do that, he gives you more. And so as he gives you more, you give more, not just to the church, to, to these things, to, to what we're talking about. Yes. If you want to, you know, run through the church, if you're attached to our vision, if you're attached to, to seeing people know God and find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. And if you're, you're attached to seeing people transform from who they are to who God that wants them to be. And that includes human trafficking victims. That includes families in Peru. That includes, you know, all these areas that we give to. Like, if you want to be a part of that and you want to funnel it through that, man, more on you. If not, man, continue your tithe or your offering at Transformation Church. Maybe there's other things outside of TC that, that you want to be a part of. Your faithfulness with your tithe is what's going to unlock your opportunity to be able to do that. And you're going to have more provisions for the purpose, man. That's mm-hmm. what it's all about. That's so, it. So, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We want always love the debrief debrief after Pastor Nan uh, does the sermon. If you haven't had a chance to go listen to it, go listen to it. Uh, or you can watch it. Uh, Justin, tell them where they can find all the information on that. Transformationchurch.com You can find more about all that and our church, transformationchurch.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. That's it, guys. Well, hey, listen, thank you guys for tuning in. It was a good time. Uh, we got to talk about the skating rink and yes. Justin's tithe history. Yes. And, and, no, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we will see you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. 
You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.